Hello and welcome to the Thoughtful Language Learner podcast. My name is Makoto, and I'm the author of the book The Thoughtful Language Learner. Are you a struggling language learner? Do you feel like you lack the confidence and skills to learn a foreign language? I believe that cultivating self-awareness and understanding who you are as a learner is the key to success. And through this podcast, I'm bringing you the contents of my book. Each episode will cover a new chapter, sort of like an audiobook. And what's cool is I'm bringing you each chapter through some text-to-speech technology. I hope you like it. Chapter 5, Using Your Eyes, Ears, and Mouth In the introduction, I shared my experience using audio language learning material to learn Cantonese. It was a failure because, as a visual learner, I struggled to learn from an audio-only course. Many years later, I still had not learned my lesson. In 2014, after about a year of study, my Mandarin Chinese was gradually improving, but I wanted to make greater progress in my oral fluency. I went to the internet and searched for different resources that could improve my spoken accuracy and fluency. I stumbled upon a particular resource that involved listening to and repeating sentences thousands of times. The curriculum consisted of 3,000 sentences that introduce you to a variety of vocabulary and grammar structures. Each day you follow an audio recording and recite dozens of sentences for 20 to 30 minutes. By the end of the curriculum, you would have recited these various sentences tens of thousands of times. The massive amounts of exposure and practice to all these sentences were supposed to lead to greater fluency. Each day's recording consisted of repeating 50 sentences. First, an English sentence was given, and then a brief silence, and then the Chinese sentence was given. Although the goal wasn't necessarily to memorize each of the sentences, I would often try to recite the Chinese sentence before the recording started playing it. If you played the recording without pausing it, it would only take about 20 minutes. But my practice sessions usually took around 45 minutes. I would often pause the recording to give myself more time to recite the sentences in Chinese. Or I would rewind the recording and repeat certain phrases that gave me trouble. I practiced each day with this resource for three months and finished about a third of the material before finally quitting. If this practice sounds extremely tedious, it was. As a sensing learner, I didn't necessarily mind repetitive types of practice. The curriculum even came with an e-book of all the sentences. The problem I had was that I tried to do the practice while I was doing other things like cooking or walking. Looking back at the experience, I now know that I should have used this resource together with the e-book. I struggled a lot with the practice because I primarily used it as an audio resource. As I listened to each of the lessons, I should have been following along using the e-book simultaneously. I realized that I might have also benefited by writing out the sentences to reinforce the practice. Understanding your assessment. When discussing learning styles, you might have heard of how some people are more visual learners and some people are more auditory learners. The creators of the ILS questionnaire give this explanation, visual learners remember best what they see, pictures, diagrams, flowcharts, timelines, films, demonstrations. If something is simply said to them they will probably forget it. 
Auditory learners remember much of what they hear and more of what they hear and then say. They get a lot out of discussion, prefer verbal explanation to visual demonstration, and learn effectively by explaining things to others. In the book Achieving Success in Second Language Acquisition, the authors make a distinction between two types of visual learners, imagists and verbalists. When imagists hear or read something in a foreign language, or in their native language, for that matter, they see a picture of what they have heard or read, they understand through that image, and they typically store the information in their memory as an image, verbalists, on the other hand, see words. If they hear the French word, soleil, for example, they will not necessarily see a picture of the sun, that is what imagists would do. Rather, the verbalists will see the letters S-O-L-E-I-L in their heads, they do not associate the word with an image but with the letters that compose it. For verbalists, reading is a key to remembering. The authors also make a distinction between two types of auditory learners, oral learners and oral learners. Oral learners learn by listening to others. They tend not to take notes in class because they usually remember what they hear. They are usually pretty good at listening comprehension tasks, can figure out either the essence of broadcasts and films or the details contained in them. Oral learners learn by listening to themselves. Oral learners, then, like to talk. Talking and hearing themselves talk is often essential to their ability to comprehend information and store it in memory. Whereas oral learners need auditory input, oral learners need auditory output, which becomes their input. Recognizing some objections. It should be noted that there are some who are skeptical about this distinction between having a more visual learning style or auditory learning style. For example, in an article in The Atlantic, one author brings to question the actual benefit of making these distinctions. She cites different studies that demonstrate how identifying these learning styles don't necessarily enhance memory or lead to greater academic performance. Despite some of these studies, there is still value in raising awareness and helping learners recognize their learning styles and preferences. One big reason is that these objections come from teachers and their personal experience in their classrooms. These teachers shy away from learning styles because teaching to both styles can be cumbersome. But in reality, our time in class with a teacher only takes up a portion of our language learning time. When I was studying Mandarin, I had class every day. But most of my practice and learning still took place outside of the classroom. During these study times, it was important for me to stick with a learning style that suited my needs and preferences. Making these choices lead to less frustration and discouragement. This is why it is still valuable for language learners to become aware of their learning styles and preferences. Although you might not change the way your language teacher teaches, you can make adjustments to your own learning outside of class. Each of us has a learning style or preference. Some of us are more of a visual learner. Some of us are more of an auditory learner. For example, as a visual learner I really struggle whenever I try to study a language without any visual aids. It's not the case that I cannot be an auditory learner. Obviously, I need to practice not only reading and writing but also listening and speaking. But what I now realize about myself is that it is very painful for me to learn a language without any visual or written material. I don't think the audio language courses I used in the past are ineffective. 
Maybe some of these programs do not provide written material so that learners will just focus on the sounds of the language. But for me, I desperately want to see the words. I want to see the dialogue of each lesson in written form. I want to make flashcards for the words and phrases and review them visually. Knowing I have this type of learning preference, it doesn't make any sense to prohibit myself from visual materials. Why make language learning even more challenging than it already is? As much as we can, we should ensure that our learning approach suits our learning preferences. Applying your learning style. Once you determine whether you are more of a visual learner or more of an auditory learner, you need to take a close look at your learning situation. Are there any pain points in your learning because there is a mismatch with your learning style? If so, you may benefit from making some adjustments. If you are a visual learner, are you getting enough visual input to reinforce your memory and understanding? Specifically, if you are an imagist, you may need to spend more time with visual elements such as pictures and video clips. If you are a verbalist, you may need to spend more time reading in your language. Or you might even benefit from writing by hand in your language. If you are an auditory learner, are you getting the right type of practice that suits your learning style? Specifically, if you are an oral learner, are you getting enough listening input? Does your class assignments focus too much on reading and writing? If you are an oral learner, are you getting enough practice talking and speaking the language? Or do you have long periods of time where you just sit and listen? Whether you are enrolled in a language class or learning through self-study, you need to take control of your learning. Different aspects of language such as reading, writing, listening and speaking need to be practiced. Identifying your learning style doesn't mean we abandon or ignore certain skills. Instead, it means we look to optimize our current study situation to suit our learning preferences. I hope you enjoyed this chapter of my book. If you found it helpful, send me a message, let me know. Also, I have a free PDF that introduces some of the assessment tools mentioned in my book. If you're interested, just go to rebrand.ly forward slash free PDF. Thanks for listening.